0: Hello, this is a commercial word for Anchor Podcasts, the easiest way to host your podcast. Um, if you don't have a podcast, congratulations. You probably have an enjoyable life full of friends, family, and fun. Uh, but if you do have a podcast, um, I'm sorry, and you should use Anchor Podcasts. Uh, it's easy, it's free, uh, they distribute everything for you, they give you sponsorship which apparently is just talking about Anchor. I guess that's their sponsorship, but I don't want to brag, but I make, you know, maybe six bucks a month doing this. So, worth it? Of course it is. Uh, Go to anchor.fm or the Anchor app. We now return to another riveting episode of The Rutledges. According to the bio he wrote, Gabriel Rutledge is one of North America's finest touring stand-up comics. He has appeared on Comedy Central and is a past winner of the Seattle International Comedy Competition. Christy Rutledge is one of North America's finest stay-at-home moms. They have three kids, they're married, they swear a lot, they're the Rutledges.
1: Well, but when you record it, doesn't that mess it up? What do you mean? Well, isn't that why you had to close it last time?
0: Yeah, I started recording, and then I stopped recording, and then it was like done. So I had to get it. Well, I know, but isn't that what's
1: going to happen now?
0: We are live in five, four, three. I can't point at you because you're somewhere else. Hello, yeah. is this Christy Rutledge from the Rutledge's podcast?
1: This is. How may I help you?
0: <laughs> you do have a lot of receptionists.
1: My mom always, um, she always would answer the phone. She would say, hello, this is Sandy. And then she would say, or actually, this is, you know what, when she answered her home phone, or her work phone at her house, she would say, Hello, this is Sandy. But when she answered our, our gym phone, like growing up, she would say, Olympia Gymnastics Academy. And then they clearly would say, Is Sandy there? And she would say, Speaking. <laughs> um, But if I was going to answer the phone, I would say, Thank you for calling the Rutledge's. This is Christy. How may I help you? But that at your house, you wouldn't answer it like that? I was pretending this... Okay, excuse me. Let me start over. <clears throat> Thank you for calling the Rutledge's podcast. This is Christy. How may I help you? I, is Christy available? Speaking... I said this is Christy. How may I help you? Wouldn't you say hi, Christy?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm bad at role play. You know that. I don't know what's happening right now.
1: This is a terrible role play. <laughs> yeah, we've got Ooh. this great role play. <laughs> I play receptionist.
0: <laughs> we don't ever have phone sex. She just puts me on hold over and over again. <laughs> Uh, we should mention, it probably sounds a little different. I am in Little Rock, Arkansas.
1: And I'm in Olympia, Washington. And together,
0: we're stupid. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm trying to use this uh, this program uh, to record both of us at the same time. And uh, we just spent, I don't know, 15 minutes because Christy sounded like a chipmunk. She's like, okay, I'm all hooked up. It's time to go. I'm like, something's wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I figured it out.
0: I know you did figure it out.
1: Thanks for calling the religious. How can I help you? <laughs>
0: uh, so hopefully this sounds listenable. I don't know. This is, I mean, this is, this used to be our life. Uh I not know. Not that we would podcast when we were in different locations, but I would be, you know, I would call you from Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, you would be home. And... uh <laughs> for this week it's like old times a little bit
1: yeah well here we are
0: i uh i had a sh- well i got in i was supposed to have a show yesterday but only uh, six people showed up so they canceled it
1: did you have one today
0: we did have a show today and uh you know i haven't been at a comedy club in a while i've done a couple shows i did like even earlier in the week even i did like a Backyard, private barbecue show outdoors thing, mm-hmm. uh, which was fine. But uh, it's I haven't been in a comedy club in a long time. It's ladies' night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that's why they bring me in for the ladies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this lady in the front got so drunk she just
1: passed. <laughs>
0: She was just like, she was kind of giving me shit, not really shit, but she would just like every joke, every premise, she'd be like, okay, you know, Uh, so she was just like involved in the show in a bad way, not heckling, but just so hammered. And then she just, I mean, slumped over in her chair, dead asleep for the last 30 minutes of the show.
1: Are you serious?
0: And I'm like, I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm serious. Oh. They had to they couldn't she was a tall woman. She's probably six two or something. And so her friend was like trying to get her out, and that wasn't gonna happen. So the oh. the uh the staff had to like drag her to her car.
1: Are you kidding me? No.
0: She was so fucked up that she was just like, she won't remember a minute of the show.
1: I mean, that's like such bad over serving, huh?
0: Well, I think what they learned because they gave her two drinks. Oh! But it it turns out they were drinking forties in the car before the show started. Well,
1: they're classy. <laughs> this lady's in her thirties. Oh wow! Like get your shit together, lady. Wow.
0: But it's just so funny to be like. You know, there's all the decisions of like, oh, should I cancel? How dangerous is it to travel? All those nervous things, and then <laughs> I'm on what? stage she's and I'm like, she's
1: not worried at all. <laughs> but it's also
0: like, wait, this is this is what I'm taking risks
1: for. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> for this front row alcoholic to pass out on me. Apparently,
1: wow, isn't that just amazing? Well, it's kind
0: of shocking because. Um, You know, I've been known to have a drink or two. I'm having one right now. I'm having one we can't have where I live. It's called a yingling. Yingling? Y U E N G L I N G. Yingling. It's like an old beer, but we don't have them where we live.
1: Uh
0: huh. But, um. Yeah, that's. (laughs) Yingling. You said it right. Mm. Uh. That is, I mean, I even said on stage joking, like, oh, it's so nice. We all get to be here for your rock bottom. Mm-hmm. But it's like that. I mean, I never in my look, I've had some fuzzy evenings, but they weren't at public events where you were supposed to be listening quietly. Not quietly, but like, you know, it wasn't like a play or a movie or a mm-hmm. comedy show. Mm-hmm. And also, I have never just slumped over in my chair. Her ass was hanging out. Her pants oh, are falling down. Shit. Just sloppy as fuck as a human. And it's just like, oh, uh, yeah. it makes me want to stop drinking. I'm like, that's, oh, that's, why do people do this?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it probably wasn't. You know, her finest <laughs> moment. <laughs> well, I guess when you start
0: pre-gaming 40s in your minivan.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's really, that's what she was doing, like, in her minivan for reals? Or...
0: I think so, yeah, because that's what they, there was, like, 40s in the car when they put her in there. The 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 two guys, the manager and, like, I don't know what, cook security guy or whatever, <laughs> they came back. And they were both like sweating profusely because they just had to drag a six foot two woman, like down Wait. a flight of stairs. Wait,
1: was she driving?
0: No, her friend was driving.
1: Was her friend sober?
0: I mean, more
1: sober. Oh. Wow. Her friend seemed.
0: Her friend kept saying she's never like this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I just met her, and so a hundred percent of the times I met her, she's been like this. Yeah but yeah and you know the funny thing is she'll spin it in her head about what a great time she had and she'll Uh be like i became the whole show they told me you know what i mean yeah um but yeah it was just fucking sloppy as hell man
1: oh that's oh good news what (laughs) the cat wants in just a sec oh
0: it feels better when i'm not there i don't have to worry about the cat Hi! Oh, you're not talking to me. Speaking of sloppy drunks. You know, can you hear me?
1: What?
0: When you, when you hear the sliding door, like, through what I'm listening to right now, it sounded like you were opening a prison cell.
1: <laughs> well, it kind of feels that way. I mean... One hour a yard time. <sighs> that's funny. Um... God. <laughs> no, I I have my um the earphone in so that it the sound doesn't come out of the computer and then go back into the recorder, right? Sure. So, um I have the my headphone in, but so I couldn't you were like, "Can you hear me?" but it's cuz I didn't have my phone back in yet. Urban, well,
0: how did how did you hear me
1: as i finally got it up to my ear
0: oh. <laughs> yeah i kind of miss the chipmunk version of you
1: do you want me to change it for no you? no i, <laughs> oh, I got to let the cat in god
0: um it it started to fuck with my head to the point where i'm like well maybe this is what she sounds like <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't realize yeah exactly
1: Oh, gosh. Oh, sorry. Christy.
0: I'm Christy so- fucking what? Rutledge, stop yawning.
1: I'm sorry. I have been working hard here. Uh, I just told
0: 50 minutes of jokes in front of a sleeping woman, okay? We all ever crossed a bear.
1: Mm hmm. I got up at 6 a.m. because your daughter was in the bed with me and she was snoring. You know what this is like old times mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> where uh I not where my I'm not allowed to uh it's not that I'm not allowed to but I there's really nothing I can complain about when I'm lefty with three children.
1: Oh, well, I mean but you just um you had um You were getting down on me for um, yawning.
0: Yeah, I came down pretty hard. I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are so t- hard on me. I'm
0: such a tyrant.
1: You are.
0: <laughs> do you have any topics?
1: Well, I consulted my um, notes file.
0: Mm, great.
1: And it's, um, yes, I do have. <laughs> Of a topic. What is it? It's podkas. <laughs> Hi baby. Um
0: what's podka? Like a I Russian mean, podcast baked snack?
1: Maybe. I mean
0: Unless you've had my grandma's podcast, you haven't had podcas. Uh,
1: I um was I'm sure that I may, meant for it to say podcast and then I <laughs> I don't know, something got deleted over time and so <sighs> Yeah. Sorry. Um,
0: you could move the mic from your face.
1: I actually did move. Oh, well, the- that
0: was a loud yawn then.
1: I'm sorry. Um, uh, okay, what was I going to say to you? What was I going to say? Okay, one, when we were talking last week about the article... About good news, the cats are fighting.
0: <laughs> Just keep going.
1: About the article about the um the woman who has um a semen smoothie every day.
0: Oh, sorry, that really hit me right in the gut. I wasn't ready for it. Well, <laughs> yes, the woman who has a semen smoothie every um, day.
1: She talked about being vegan, and you know, I thought this when we were talking about it, but. We somebody wrote in to our podcast. Um, one of our revelers wrote in, and they said, "If she's eating semen, she is eating the product of another human. And isn't being vegan where you consume no animal byproducts? So, an- humans are animals, correct?" so is she truly vegan um
0: I mean she definitely could be vegetarian
1: yeah but I mean that's not being vegan right
0: sometimes you have to touch the meat to get the semen you know what I'm talking about get it meat like a penis
1: I got it it just wasn't funny
0: so So.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry Hey, I am not as easy of a crowd to please like the drunk lady from tonight. You're <laughs> going to have to bring your AK. <laughs> she was
0: not easy to please. <laughs> she found me very soothing. She was sleeping quite deeply.
1: <laughs> have you put a lot of people to sleep?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. That's why they bring me in. They tell me <laughs> to just keep going until everyone leaves or is asleep. Wow an adult daycare nap time by the time I'm done. No, I've definitely had several people just fall asleep from being fucked up.
1: I can't... I can't even imagine. I mean... I just don't... I think
0: you're allowed to eat semen and be vegan.
1: I don't know. I'm gonna look this up. Well, there's no laws. you eat semen wait how do you why every time I, you don't, I actually you don't type, spell it son you eat it I actually type <laughs> it semen like s-e-a-m-e-n and be vegan okay Vegans oppose the exploitation of animals. That is why, as well as eating no meat, they eat no dairy products, eggs, or honey. If the semen is freely given, it's fine for a vegan. The same is true for a woman's milk.
0: You know, I would say one of the nice things about men is our semen is pretty freely given.
1: Yeah. You know um, what I
0: mean? We're not real hung up on monetizing it. Whoever wants it can have it, really.
1: Yeah. I I mean <laughs> um
0: It was freely given. He dropped it off at her doorstep.
1: Right. So, I mean, here's what... The driving force behind veganism is that using animal products supports the infrastructure needed to make these animal products, which is viewed by vegans as unjust and immoral. There's no such ethical quandary when it comes to semen.
0: No, there really isn't. (laughs) No,
1: not at all. (laughs) So, there you go. I think... So, there... um. For our reveler out there who was who curious, your question is answered. I'm happy to be here to answer this I wonder.
0: I would like that to come up at the, some sort of like a vegan introduction meeting where, like, I had a quick question what before it, I like, sign it, up for the lifestyle vegan
1: one hundred and one. <laughs> we actually probably be like vegan ninety ninety eight, like intro to veganism. <laughs>
0: So you so you think you're a vegan. Oh. Just to be like, before I uh, sign on the dotted line there, uh, what's your stance on semen? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if it's given freely to me, I feel like I should be allowed to. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> oh, and then apparently, you know, some of the... Uh some of the the forums that I'm seeing says that um, vegan men make loads more sperm Um, they do? apparently and it changes the taste it's
0: it's probably because their sperm just want to get out and seek out a good meal so more of it leaves (laughs) (laughs) maybe there's something out here we can eat um that that sounds like vegan propaganda, like if you're vegan, you have better sperm or some shit.
1: I know it has to. I would think wouldn't you I mean
0: I don't know, I haven't done look there's times I've eaten healthier than other times in my life, but I haven't done the research if I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, just a bunch of things in my refrigerator with like things in Sharpie written on them. Like, Chick-fil-A. Salad. <laughs> Pizza Hut. <laughs> pineapple. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs>
0: you know, they say during coronavirus that you can really take time to focus on things you weren't in the past, and I think I've just found my project. Yeah? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, there. I mean, I think yeah go ahead
0: eventually I want to be the Starbucks of semen um I don't really po- really popular but it tastes burnt for some reason
1: oh that doesn't sound very good
0: <laughs> either does don't you think Starbucks tastes burnt
1: it does I think it tastes burnt um yeah I think it tastes burnt
0: I feel um, like coffee couldn't be good for semen taste either.
1: No, I mean, you know, like sometimes when you drink too much coffee and you, like, you pee, it, like, smells a little bit. like it. it's <laughs> Yeah, I like, do know that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, what am I doing to myself?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's one of those, uh, there's certain foods that are like, this, whose idea was this?
1: yeah. I know
0: yeah i've actually uh, i haven't been drinking coffee or or only decaf Mm
1: -hmm.
0: uh so i'm just saying my life is barely worth living
1: you're drinking Uh, beer right now i feel like you're not doing that bad
0: yeah but what do i do in the morning drink beer okay
1: (laughs) just a sec
0: oh buddy i'm trying to remote podcast buddy get your shit together This is going great. I'm back. Um Yeah, you are. I can't remember what we were talking about.
1: How you're not drinking coffee. Um
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh and I really I wanted some sort of like incredible payoff. Yeah. Like, oh my god, I quit coffee and I'm like sleeping so much better. I feel terrific. There's no more crashes and then uh, no there's not a i I have the same thing happens when i don't drink where i want to feel terrific Mm -hmm. i mean don't get me wrong there's plenty of times i don't drink but like
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um and again there's no great reward there's no like oh i feel so amazing and so i'm just like well what the fuck? why am i even (sighs) i will say uh i was joking about drinking in the morning and i really I have no interest in doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, I There's been times in my life where I really wanted to day drink, like a specific, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I should do tomorrow is day drink. Mm -hmm. And it's always, always, always been so anticlimactic. You feel bloated by 11 (laughs) a.m. You're taking a nap by 1.30. You wake up full, even though you haven't eaten food. It just doesn't work. (laughs) I'm a fan of night drinking and night moves.
1: You know what? night moves really Mm -hmm. um you know what um uh mine is um day pot smoking um oh
0: same thing nap city
1: yeah I mean I've like I've you know just like gone on a few girls weekends like where I like, you know, I didn't wake and bake, but I mean, like, I was high by 11. And, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, just, I don't know, like, by three o'clock, you're, like, wiped out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think the point, the point...
0: Of drugs and alcohol, if you start doing them at like seven or eight, is you pass out and it's bedtime, and right. then you can wake up the next day. It really, I, I mean, I, I say this in my act uh, when I remember it, but like the whole wake and bake idea of like where I'm like, what a cute name for doing drugs in the morning.
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: do, I do feel that way. Like, how the fuck? Do, I mean, I don't have the tolerance, but how do you function? How do you like? Smoke pot in the morning and then go sell insurance or whatever the fuck your job is. That's mind-boggling
1: to me. Um, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is interesting. I, um, you know, I think this is kind of what I have since realized about myself is I um definitely um i have a very low tolerance like i cannot function so like there's you know like y- you'll be like hanging out with somebody like uh, maybe like a parent on the sidelines of soccer or something mm-hmm. and um and they'll be like, later they'll text you and they'll be like, "I hope it wasn't too weird. I was really high." And I'm just like, "No, you were regular." And I'm like, "Cut!" Like everyone would know if I was high. Like I cannot stop laughing.
0: <laughs> you'd I, be on the you'd be on the sideline and you'd be just cracking up. And everyone's <laughs> like, "What?" And you're like, "They're not using their hands." <laughs> I don't
1: know. I wouldn't be They're all just kicking. <laughs> no, I would be laughing so hard and either that or like I've had it hit me before where I just like I get super paranoid and I'm worried like oh everything I'm saying is going to sound really weird. And and I can't even talk because I feel like everything I say is coming out really slow and it's not making sense. It was and,
0: coming out fast earlier.
1: I know. And and so then I just get too scared to talk. Or then, you know, or I mean sometimes I'll just get too high and I can't even like <laughs> I'm just sitting there like I wonder if I need to blink more than once every five minutes.
0: When you're thinking about breathing, that's when you've gone too
1: far. I know, I know. And that happened to me like a couple... Well, last year I went to a friend's birthday party and I got really high. And I like... Like the next day, like, you know, people were like texting like, is everything okay? You were so quiet last night. And I'm just like... um. And I just, like, in my mind, thinking, like, I was, like, counting how many breaths do I take every minute. And
0: one, two, exhale through the nose. Here we go. No one can tell.
1: (laughs) And I couldn't focus because then I'm like, wait, has that, has it been a minute now? I got to start over. Okay. I don't want anyone to notice. So God, you see. know what the worst okay, is? Okay, as soon as the number changes, as soon as the number changes... Wait, did the number... <gasps> Damn it, the <laughs> number change. You've been
0: holding your breath for two minutes.
1: you are just like... like uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, so I... You're like, yeah,
0: fun party. Why are you panting in the kitchen? <laughs> oh. I hate... You know the feeling of getting lost in the middle of a sentence?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Where you just, you hope
1: you you can find yourself,
0: but you also, I mean, I know I've said this out loud. I've just been like, how long have I been talking (laughs) because you're in the middle of the sentence and you, you feel like you just paused for 45 seconds, but maybe you're hoping you were wrong,
1: you know, well, it's, you know, I mean, this is, it's like this famous Michael Scott quote from the office and he says sometimes i'll start a sentence and i don't even know where i'm going i just hope i find it along the way
0: that's stand up comedy i mean that's 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 exactly what happens
1: I, but i feel like that is like so much of my life and part of it is because i get distracted even as i'm speaking and no. i don't want them to know like Oh God, <laughs> my brain just wandered off and I don't know what's happening and I don't want them to know. So I'm just going to keep talking and I'm hopefully I'm going to eventually tie this together because now I can't remember what I was talking about, but oh yeah. Okay. And so then, you know, I finished the sentence and I'm like, yeah. And I'm like looking at them, hoping that I fooled them. <laughs>
0: you know that's why i like drinking better because you look you might get loud you might get stupid you might pass out drunk at a comedy show yeah hopefully not that far but pot has that thing pot is not social to me i would much rather be high alone yeah then drinking is more social pot is like someone says something to you at a party and you go yeah it's hard and you hope something's following that thought (laughs) but nothing is and so you just go it's hard you know it. Is hard. <laughs> and then you're like, did I just say hard too long? Hard <laughs> hard, hard, hard. It was hard. more like it was <laughs> hard. <laughs> that's a <laughs> weird word. You guys ever said say hard five times. Hard, 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 hard. Like, okay. Maybe you need that's, to switch to Miller lights. Hard. That's what
1: happens to me when I smoke? <laughs> And I just can't stop. Like
0: <laughs> the only what I love about when you're high. We're talking, by the way, like we're big partiers, and that's not the case. <laughs> no, like but, that
1: one time every year that I get yeah. high, <laughs>
0: uh, is the childlike look on your face.
1: <laughs> I do enjoy
0: that. Why? Because what? you just look like an innocent child. You're just like so full of wonder and confusion. <laughs>
1: well. I usually am full of wonder and confusion. <laughs> well, you know,
0: life's hard. Uh, yeah. It's that, that loss of control of like, wait, what did I say? <laughs> That's why you need everyone else to be high two. Because so you can have one of those everyone laughs for no reason moments.
1: Oh, God, uh, those are the best.
0: God, our friend, our friend, John. He, uh, he, his, he, every time I was around him when he was high, he would have one of these moments where there was someone who, I don't know, he would like, almost like a comedian on stage will say a joke that doesn't work that well. And so he'll point to a person in the crowd and go like, that guy gets it. (laughs) But that's what John always would do. He'd always be like, he gets it. He, like, he's on the same stoned wavelength as john oh God, they're telepathically yes. communicating like he gets it he, and it's like what do you mean he gets it he's our waiter at denny's like he doesn't get anything you know like <laughs> he or a, or a pet like oh yeah he he gets it God, he knows he was, what's up
1: he was always wanting to get any one of my cats high and i'm like <laughs> no do not get my cat high Ugh. Um, uh um He always, like, thought somebody else got it. You know, somebody, like...
0: Especially because when Pot was illegal, it was like a club. Do you know what I mean? Like, that guy, you you know. You (laughs) know. He gets it. I think
1: that guy knows
0: what I'm talking about. He knows how hard, hard, hard it is.
1: Well, and, um... Yeah, I mean, and he always would, um, he would always just be like, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) No, I don't. Well, that's,
0: I think you can go two ways when you're high. You can either assume everyone gets what you're talking about or have the feeling no one does.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Where, like, I went up to this stop sign. I think it's a stop sign. It's one of those red things. It's got, like, eight sides, and it means you're not supposed to go anywhere. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? You know, like, you're over-explaining everything, and people are like, <laughs> yeah, I know what a fucking stop sign is. Stony McStonerson. <laughs> That's what... But I don't... I do not know how people... Actually, I did, um... I was doing some edibles, like, maybe every other day for a, a couple weeks. Just, mm-hmm. like after the kids went to bed, that was fine because I wasn't getting totally messed up and I would just... But even that, I stopped doing. I just can't... It's not a thing I want to do all the time. I feel like it makes me dumber. I know it doesn't for everyone, but that's... uh, As opposed to alcohol, which is smart juice.
1: You were a little... um, More quiet. I don't know. Yeah, and
0: and I think that's because you weren't doing it. And so it's like other people being high makes you feel higher or you know what I mean you don't want to be like you don't want to just be losing your shit with a stone cold sober person next to you on the couch
1: you yeah know. no but yeah I
0: don't I just don't uh I don't know I'm I don't probably going to switch I actually, to
1: heroin I um, I don't usually have a problem when it's just you and I I have no problem like laughing hysterically
0: about I don't know I feel like you were judging me even though you weren't
1: I wasn't.
0: I know, but I've got some Puritan instincts in me.
1: I know, you, Uh, and you would get all, like, defensive and then, like, mad at me. Like, look, I'm just relaxing, (laughs) and I'm just like, okay, I didn't do anything. So, oh, so I,
0: I can't work hard all day and then take the fucking edge off? I'm just like, edge, 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 uh. You're pronouncing every syllable, every letter. Edge, uh. the edge.
1: Why isn't it? Edge.
0: Edge. I'm just trying to take the edge off, and you're giving me shit right now. Uh, I know, I'm not, uh... <laughs> I don't know, I, I'm reading uh, Keith Richards.
1: You're reading a... it?
0: Well, I'm kind of fancy, I pay people to read it to me. <laughs> <laughs> read to me, Keith. By the way, the first, they just switched up out of nowhere. You get into the one, one, uh, one of the reader's rhythms, the person reading it, it was not Keith Richards. Uh-huh. Um, it, for, So it was Johnny Depp for like a third of the book. Uh-huh. And then it just switches to some other British guy. And you're like, wait, who's this new guy? <laughs> like, totally takes you out of the book. But I will say, what is... I know Johnny dub has got bigger problems right now. But, like, what accent is he pretending he has? Oh, I don't know.
1: I Where mean... are you from, dude? Oh, no idea. Because it's a little... <laughs>
0: English it's a little <laughs> French and it's all bullshit do you know I what I mean know. it's Ma- Madonna has the same thing going on where oh, you're I like know. where the fuck are you from are I you know. from Brooklyn <laughs> yeah it's really actually I don't know if Madonna is from Brooklyn I don't know where the hell she's from but it's not wherever she sounds like she's from now but but Keith Richards done a ton of drugs And I was telling you, like, the reason he thinks he's alive, other than luck, is because he did good drugs. Because he could afford to do, like, real pure shit, you know? Yeah. Um, Which I thought was interesting. Where it's like, you know, you're not going to OD on good shit as much as you would on, like, some sort of bullshit.
1: Yeah. True. I mean, that makes sense. Um. (laughs)
0: But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because it's, like, you know, I'm it's a long-ass book, but I'm only, like, halfway through it or whatever. I'm only up to, like, the late 70s. But it's interesting because he's had, it seems cool because he's had such an amazing fucking life.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: you have to admit that drugs were part of the reason he had an amazing life. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, when I recorded this, or, you know, not that it didn't make life hard and, you know, a lot of bad shit happened and I haven't even got to the bad shit yet. But it's like, there's no, if you just take drugs out of Keith Richards history, he's not the same person. True. Do you know what I mean, You you have to admit that drugs were like part of what made Keith Richards, Keith Richards. Right. But it's also like, and then. But he's like a drug lottery winner
1: uh-huh. and
0: so that's you know every other fucking musician does it too with much less talent <laughs> and yeah. do you know what I mean? we're all chasing the these drug lottery winners of it worked out for them or <clears throat> it worked out until they were old 28 and died which seems to be the age but do you know what i mean it's like this weird thing where it's like you you have to admit drugs are a part of making of people's greatness in a weird way until it's not until it just ruins their creativity or whatever. But it's like, I don't know. I guess I was thinking about it because of, you know, I don't know. We know someone who died. I don't even know if we need to get into specifics, but, um, someone we know died who, um, it's weird. I just been thinking about all day that, that, uh, cool, cool doesn't age well.
1: Yeah. It doesn't. Do you know
0: what? I mean, because my friend Kelly, who was in a band with me, it's the same way that fun doesn't age well, because he was so fucking fun. But like, when you make it to 46, all the really cool, fun people, they die.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, or, it's they have shitty lives because it doesn't work out after a while. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like this weird, you really have to have your moment and then stop.
1: Well, I think like, you know, some of the same like, I don't know, something that's like in you or in there that kind of helps your coolness, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of like the same demons that you end up fighting the rest of your life and it (laughs) just sure yeah
0: i think especially with well maybe not even especially creative people but it it is like you know the thing that makes you write a good song is also the thing that um it's you know i think having some demons can help your creativity i get i definitely think in comedy that gets overblown like we all have to have a fucking needle hanging out of our arm before we can write a good joke but right it yeah it is i don't know it's just a weird thing because like you know we're 46 now and that perspective of like oh all these all the people that when i was 25 or 22 were like the fun cool well, people and they were like, in.
1: i i mean i met him you know when i was like 18 and i worked at the theater and i mean we just thought he was the coolest like he was the coolest yeah. it's that
0: it's that cliche, you know, the cliche of, like, women wanted to be with him, men wanted to be him. He was that guy.
1: Yeah, right?
0: He was in a really fucking popular band for punk rock circles, at least. Not that the world would know, but...
1: And he was and really, it, like, I thought he was really talented.
0: He's a really talented bass player. Uh, he, he was also
1: was, a really nice guy, you know? Um, I thought, at least, like... So often, like, that person that's, like, so cool, um, they, uh, I don't know, I just feel like so often in our life, like, or in life, the person who's, like, super cool ends up, like, they're not always that nice, and so it's just, like, I don't know.
0: No, yeah. he was a sup- He was super nice, it, it, but it's it's just, um, you know, he's not the guy. Like I said, Kelly died. This guy, we're not. I don't know why we're not naming Vern, him, but he died. I mean. His name is Vern. He died. Uh, another, a, a band I idolized when I was a kid, the, the Fits of Depression. He, the, the, Mikey died. Like it's it's just this weird fucking thing where you're like, um, it's uh. The the things that make you i guess in the same way that people who peak in high school don't necessarily thrive the rest of their life
1: mm-hmm.
0: i guess it's the same thing with uh music or your 20s or i didn't go to college but i assume there's some it's probably the same thing like fucking the cool guy you knew at college might not have uh, ended up so well either unless they get their shit together you know what i mean
1: yeah totally. it's like that
0: it's uh it's uh you know, when you're being irresponsible and wild and all that stuff is like great when you're 25. But then when those people, you know, you have fucking kids and yeah. <laughs> you can't keep a job. And I'm not talking about burns specifically, but I just mean, I don't, you know, it's, it's weird. It's weird to, um. you know, I always felt like an imposter in the punk rock scene. Yeah. Because... It wasn't a lifestyle to me. I just liked the music and I liked playing music and I, you know, I made friends and I liked the people. But like, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, a lot
0: of people were a lot of people went were were sort of drawn to uh, be punk rock kids because they had fucked up lives. Right. And I, you know, I, I really wasn't an imposter wa- I, I mean I felt like an impostor, you know what I mean, like hey, well, my parents are all right, <laughs> no, they never even got yeah. divorced, you know <laughs> you know, uh, so it is this it's this weird thing that now I'm happy about. I'm glad that I was an imposter, you know,
1: yeah, it's um well, I mean it's just it makes me sad because you know, like that was the of course, thing, like when we hung out we hung out with Vern, like, what, two years ago? He came over for dinner? Yeah. And, um... And I just felt really sad. Like, he had just gotten out of the hospital after spending, like, um... Like, three weeks there. And he was talking about how he was trying to get sober, and, um... You know, you just, when you can see, like... Just the demons that somebody's been wrestling with, like, and yeah. just how beaten down they are. And, and it just, I felt sad because it's a hard life. And I mean, I think that, I think, yeah, I just think it's a hard life. I think it's a really hard life. Um, It's a hard way to live. And It just, it just makes me sad, you know, because when you strip away, like, whatever people are doing to cope with their pain, um, like, all of those, like, unattractive behaviors or whatnot, like, the the essence is that there's pain there, and, um, and it's sad when you see somebody living with that and um, yeah for sure so i just i just remember feeling really just really sad and he was talking about how he was thinking about um getting going to this like big rehab um i think it was back east and it was gonna be like this long like six-month type rehab, and I was just, like, in my mind thinking, like, I really hope that he does this, um, just because, like, you're either gonna continue living this life that's hard and sad and miserable and, and hard, or, um, you're gonna die. I mean, because, you just, your body wasn't meant to go through all of that. And so it just.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we've watched enough celebrity rehab with Dr. Drew that. I know. The, the amount of people who actually clean up when they're really bad is really small.
1: Yeah. I mean. It hap-
0: it can happen. People. Yeah. It can happen. But it's like, it's really depressing.
1: It's How sad. fucking hard it is. Well, I think it's very telling. Like what a powerful thing it is just, I mean, just addiction. And I think that a lot of addiction is like, you know, it's just driven by so many things like, and, and, you know, like I, I've seen like some people talk about like when you live with this like hole of deprivation, you're going to fill it with something. And, um, I just, um, I I just, it's like shocking when you actually look at what the um, success rates for different treatments are. I mean, it's, they're terrible. Yeah, that's really
0: rough. And it's also, you know, I don't, this is not firsthand experience. I've only had friends and acquaintances that have struggled with addiction. But, you know, there's people, family members, and it's so frustrating because you're like, just stop right
1: just fucking stop right but they can't no
0: you know and nights i mean that's if you want to talk about a thing i i irrationally worry no maybe not even irrationally but i worry about that for my kids more than anything it's like <clears throat> just uh because i don't i think a lot of it does come from places of pain but it's also you know they you can have a good childhood and still do heroin. Oh, right. You know what I mean? So I do, I think it's it's so, that's a terrifying thing for me to think about my children struggling with that someday is like, Oh, please let me be one of the lucky ones who doesn't have to worry where my fucking kid is and what they're doing. And
1: Oh God. Right. I mean, and I think that's the thing that's just so, um, my heart just goes out to parents Because I've known people whose kids have um, struggled with drugs and meth and things like that. And um, they usually kind of spend a a fair amount of time, like, in denial. And then, um, you know, sometimes they'll talk about, like how they, um, they feel guilty because they feel like, you know, and they usually have some event that caused it. And, um, they, uh, they will like, you know, from the one side, it's just like, oh, they just really enable this person. But I mean, I think about that and I'm like, I mean, right now, my kids are using screens way too much. And I feel a lot of feelings about it. And when I be like, all right, we're not going to do screens, like, they get so upset, they get mad. And I'm just like, all right, go ahead, use it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I know. And so then I'm just like, I'm... It would be so hard to just be like, I am done. Like, I just, so, I I just think it's one of those things that.
0: Well, yeah, and it's like that thing where, whatever, in a movie or a TV show or even like a, a what's the show about addiction? We just watched one the other day.
1: Intervention?
0: Night. Yeah, and there's always like a, a too enabling parent who, yeah. and I'm like, I get it. Oh, I totally fucking get it.
1: Do you know, know what I mean? And I feel like for so many of the girls, it's like, and we didn't know that the next door neighbor was raping her every day. And I just feel terrible because that's who I was leaving yeah. in charge of babysitting. And I get it. I mean, I think, I think about like the things that as a parent, I struggle with my guilt around and i am like i mean imagine if it was on that big scale i can't ugh, i don't know so i get it and
0: I just i just um you know as we get old it's like
1: <laughs> well you're getting old i'm not
0: you are always the same in my heart thank you Which is like seven years older than you are now. But I wanted to pick something in the future. So like when you get past that, I'll still be at that point. You've always been 52 since I met you. Oh, shut up. (laughs) Everyone I know who said, I never thought I'd live past 30. Mm -hmm. They did, but they really stopped living at 30.
1: Oh, totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Just that the people who party really fucking hard because they're like, I just have a feeling I'm... I, I'm and not you're, gonna live. I'm
1: gonna die young. And it's like yeah. all right. Well you are now forty six, but, they, 46, but <laughs> Yes. They didn't die young enough. You're still couch surfing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it's just uh
0: Yeah, it's really depressing. It's it's uh I it's,
1: just I was I was texting with one of our friends um about um this and like you know we had been texting when like we you know we when uh kelly died and then um she's been really sick like since before coronavirus and they can't really figure out what's going on and then another one of our friends um is really struggling and and you know just spent some time in the hospital for mental health issues and then this and like we were texting we were like my god i mean could this year get any worse it's like such a fucking shitty year like what next <laughs> um i know and we it's so we were tough. just kind of talking about this stuff and just how it's like uh it's just yeah it's just t- it's so much, um, but well, oh. yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead first. If
0: we, if we are lucky enough to be old people, uh-huh. because at 46, the amount of dead people that I have in my life is so high to me, but imagine 76 yeah, where it's like fucking, I just can't even, you know, what's that even like? I
1: don't
0: know. And I guess I'm not old enough. I mean, I should start, but it's like I'm not quite old enough to feel grateful to still be alive because I'm in my mid-40s, you know? <laughs> no. But I, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, like your mom is dating a guy. They both have a couple of dead spouses each. Uh, dead friends, you know what I mean? I it's just like, holy Jesus, every old person you see walking around is, a, there's a horror show in their brain.
1: Well, I mean, that's, you know what? That's the thing that I, um,
0: Did I say dead person or old person? Am I stoned? No, I th- you I said went,
1: every old person. Walking oh, okay.
0: I was afraid I said every dead person you see walking no, around.
1: No. um, You know, I'm I, there's this documentary that's out that I got to see like a, a screening of um, called Speaking Grief. And it's, it's one of the things that, you know, they're like, that is something we are all guaranteed. We're all going to die. We're all going to have people in our lives that die. And we're terrible at dealing with this as a society. I mean we're terrible at grieving um and and it's just it's just such a interesting concept that we all will feel this at some point no one is immune from it and yet right. we're all terrified to talk about it which then makes it so that when you're older you know, you've had these feelings that you haven't been talking about for so long that it is a horror show. And like, this is the thing, like they, they say something in this like, um, documentary, somebody says like, you know, really talking about our loved ones, like talking about our grief, it's, it's just conversations about love. And, and I think that's something that like, I remember um, when Johnny was in preschool, um, one of the boys in his class was really, he had some like, um, uh, like a chronic illness that he died from and they knew it would kill him. Um, And um, so I actually reconnected with the mom, um, the, this boy's sisters do, um, plays with Maisie. And so, you know, it's, it's been, um, 13 years. And so it had probably been like almost 10 years since it happened. And, um, when I made the connection of who it was, I had this moment because I was like, oh my gosh, my son went to school preschool with your brother and um and I had this moment of like oh shit like I've just brought this up and like me who you know like this is my world right but even I had that like insecurity and she said really she was like I love when I hear that people knew my brother and she and it was such a like oh my gosh, I'm so excited to hear like her response. And and she's, she was like, I just love hearing stories about my brother. I was so young when he died, and I love to hear about him. And it was such a like, see, this is like how wonderful it would be if we could take that stuff as like an exciting thing with us as we go through our lives. And I just have to wonder like, when you get to 70 and you have all these people that have died, but you were still able to, like, take the goodness of them with you. Well, I think it's,
0: yeah, I don't think it's all a horror show. I think there is a, there is a, <clears throat> the imprint of, the imprint of all those people is on you. And, but, it,
1: yeah. I think for a lot of us, the imprint of those people is on us. Um, but the pain of losing them is, so much more predominant
0: yeah but i don't think you can i mean you're a grief expert and you know what i mean you do all these i don't think you can avoid that no it's not like if you really handle grief right you're not going to care
1: no but what if you um what if you could come at it Where you really processed, like, the sadness and made a ton of room for the happiness, too. Because we don't allow much of either, and especially the sadness. Like, I mean, every person who I know who has experienced, like, a profound loss, we all talk about that one time. That somebody uh, like said they were sorry or, you know, made a comment at the wrong time and you cried or you broke down and it made them so uncomfortable. And so you stopped doing that. Now, what if we were in a world where when that happened, like that person took a few moments and made space for that? And then that, like that sadness and that feeling, would naturally pass because you were able to display it and process through it. Um, and then you're not walking around with that, and you're able to make room for the good things too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that would be better. But it's, it's, um, you know, it's it's a lot easier said than done. You know what I mean? It's not like, I mean, in that example, if the person didn't bail out on you when you broke down, I don't, it's not like the pain would go away.
1: No, it wouldn't. But then I would only be dealing with the pain of my dad dying, not the pain of that moment of that isolation of that, um, feeling abandoned in that moment, feeling like, oh, I just had a feeling and it made this person uncomfortable. And so that must have been a wrong feeling, a bad feeling. Um, There's like, and shame and worry, like, am I, maybe I should be over this, you know, so there's, you wouldn't have all the complex issues that come along with it.
0: Uh, yeah, I understand that um I do one thing I do appreciate about old people is how fast they move on, yeah, like you know what I mean? It'll be like some guy who was married to a woman for fifty years, and then like two weeks after the funeral, he's like marrying someone else. Do you <laughs> know what I mean I think, they're just I they're just like men. I'm. Not... I'm I not that, gonna be fucking single.
1: I don't think women are like that as much though. I mean, my, well, they
0: they marry the dude
1: though. Well, true, but they may not have been single as long. I mean, my mom has this boyfriend, and um, she calls him by my stepfather's name always. So he doesn't seem to mind. He, I don't think he can hear. I think that's the problem. Well, that's.
0: I mean, if I had to be married to your mom, I'd prefer that.
1: (laughs) I mean, I. I mean, she always calls him Roger. And I'm like, um, mom, you mean Mark. And my sister calls him (laughs) Roger (laughs) 2.0. Ugh.
0: Um, well. We took this in a weird direction, didn't we?
1: Um I did want to remind you of something. Yeah, go ahead. Um remember for a long time like when you know you and me and John used to hang out all the time and I would always say like, "Oh, I know when I'm going to die." And
0: I- oh my god. Yes, <laughs> I remember.
1: And I finally um unveiled my secret knowledge to you guys
0: mhm and uh, and what what is the number you had in mind at the time
1: 78
0: <laughs> yeah so uh about the average lifespan
1: then you were so mad at me
0: <laughs> yeah you're a real you're a real clairvoyant did you have a vision or did you just read the average lifespan of a human
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know why I came up with that <sighs> number, and I um, I just remember how mad you were. <laughs> when I finally let you in on the secret.
0: <laughs> well, it's like one of those things where, like, I, I don't even tell people this, but I went to a fortune teller one time, and you'll never <laughs> believe what they said. They said I would be married, have kids, and lead a long life. So, you're like, okay. Uh, Did they?
1: (laughs) I know. Oh gosh.
0: (laughs) Seventy-eight. Well, you know what? Let's live for the moment uh, (laughs) because we're twenty-two right now, so that's right around the corner.
1: (laughs) Oh gosh, I still remember that.
0: Do you think it's still seventy-eight? Or I
1: have no idea.
0: (laughs) I mean, if you're gonna be dramatic, you gotta make up a better number than fucking seventy-eight.
1: No. <laughs>
0: All right, let's wrap this up. I have to learn how to edit this.
1: Uh oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine.
0: Uh, if you would like to uh, financially support this podcast, uh, you can you can we won't talk you out of it. Oh, uh, you can be a monthly supporter. Uh, it's in the episode notes. It says support this podcast. I go to RutledgeRadio.com. Click on support as little as ninety nine cents a month. Oh, I want to give a shout out to Dorothy, who uh, listens to our podcast, who sees me every single time I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas. Shout out to Dorothy. Is Um, she there? She said, "Not in my room now." No. Oh
1: (laughs) no, I mean, is she at the?
0: I just saw her tonight. Oh my
1: god, really? Yeah. Just and she's she's cat wants out.
0: This is fun. Take your time.
1: He wants me to refill his food dish.
0: Well, I guess I feel the same way a lot of times.
1: Anyway, you saw Dorothy tonight. How how did she find you? She just always
0: goes to shows here and...
1: Oh, so she Maybe. doesn't go just to see you. She just happens well, to be at the show. she actually
0: she actually hasn't been out to a show since March oh, due to really? coronavirus. Wow. So she came to see me.
1: That was um, so nice of her. I know she's so if sweet she to me. If sick, it's <laughs> gonna be your... don't
0: please stop. <laughs> don't even say that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, she said you're something. She likes you. She oh, said you're so nice Christy is this. just hilarious.
1: Well, I, mean... I, I
0: wish she wouldn't let the cat out and leave dead air so often. She yawns a lot, which is annoying. I don't. Dorothy had some thoughts.
1: I don't believe you, Gabe Rutledge. Do you know what? She got in touch with me. And no, she didn't. She told me that she thought you were a little hard on me. You get annoyed hard, with me. Hard. Hard. H a r d.
0: Hard. hard.
1: <laughs> Hardy, hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that... I don't
0: know if you're better at drinking or marijuana. I can't decide. When you drink, you are loud as hell. I'll tell you. That you're <laughs> The next day, your voice is raw. You're just like screaming at everyone, but in a happy way. You're not angry. You're just like, one time! I'm like, okay. Christy's had a couple of cocktails.
1: Remember that one time that recently you picked me up and... I was like... I am so drunk. And you were like, did you drink a lot? And I was like, no. Oh, yeah. You
0: were you, you went from admitting you were really drunk to being defensive. I thought you were drunk in 10 seconds.
1: Because <laughs> I thought you were going to get mad at me. You were me.
0: like, I am so drunk. I'm like, did you drink a lot? And you're like, no, it's just not really. I'm like, oh, so <laughs> how did well, it happen then? I,
1: they slipped my <laughs> into did, did my you, drink.
0: Did you fall into a tequila mud bottle? What happened out there? <laughs>
1: they tricked me. <laughs> uh okay. Oh. Uh what's up? Well, I didn't know if you had more to say about Dorothy.
0: No. Oh, okay. I was going to wrap it up.
1: Oh, okay. Let's wrap it up.
0: Well, now it's going to be awkward.
1: <laughs> well, that's my <laughs> specialty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, thanks for being here. And remember,
1: you can't unlisten.
0: We're the Rutledge's. Rutledges. We're the Rutledges. Rutledge's. We're the Rutledge's. We've got a podcast.